Welcome back to another episode of Your Fitness Formula. Now, this episode is just a little bit different. I talked to someone that I've known for about the past five years and has become a really good friend and mentor on the business side of things in my life. His name's Nick Tober, and he works for a bank, actually, and that may sound like a weird fit for a health and fitness podcast, but the more that I I listen to people and their stories, and especially Nick's story, I come to the realization that health and fitness are a very human thing, something that's experienced individually, but something that a lot of people experience similarly, and that while I think it is important to get a lot of information from health and fitness experts, it's also especially important to just hear from people that are like you, like an average Joe, as Nick refers to himself. And I think that just hearing what other people that are going through similar struggles as you or who have made it through the struggles that you're going through now is a really powerful thing. Just hearing the stories of other people, what they've done, what they're doing now is just awesome, even if they aren't a quote-unquote expert. And I think that even though Nick's job is business and marketing, and he taught me about the stock market, he still has a lot of great experience and just information about health and fitness that I think is really inspiring. I think the information that he provides is really valuable, and I hope that you enjoy it. Uh, if you'd like to hear more from people who are quote-unquote average Joes, let me know. And let's jump into the episode. Hey, what if I told you I have the secret get fit quick formula? Well, I'd be lying. See, there isn't a one-size-fits-all magic potion, and fitness isn't something obtained overnight. I learned that the hard way. Through many failed experiments, I've ended up on all sides of the scale, from overweight to underweight to now my ideal weight. I've been where you are. It took a while, but I finally discovered there is a simple formula. It's reliable and sustainable. It can be tailored to your individual genetics and goals. It's not a shortcut, but knowing about it is. This show is meant to guide you along your health journey. By listening to the stories of health and fitness professionals, you will learn the principles and habits that can lead you to long-term health. I'm Teddy Benz, and I want to help you craft your fitness formula. Nick, hi, how are you? I'm great, Teddy. How are you? I'm good. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. I'm excited to talk. Me too. Thank you. Uh, so just to give people a little background, um, we actually know each other pretty well, um, maybe for the past five years or so. We first met uh, when I was in college, I think my sophomore year of college, and you were the advisor of a business club that I was a part of there. You um, took over for the uh, previous advisor. And over that time, we became, I think, pretty good friends. And I've really appreciated the help that you've given me on the business side of things. So that's part of the reason that I reached out to you. Um, once I launched my podcast, I was really looking for kind of your thoughts um, on like the business and presentation side of things. But um, we hopped on a call together and we started talking, yeah, about some business stuff, but then you were talking about a lot of different health and fitness related things. And it struck me that like, I could have just been recording that conversation. That could have been a whole podcast itself. Fortunately, I didn't 
record it. So I wanted to actually get you to come on and actually record a real episode with you because I think that even though you aren't a fitness professional per se, I think you have a lot of um, valuable insight that you can provide the audience. Well, thank you, Teddy. I really appreciate that. And, and you're right. It's been, uh, our journey together um, has been going on for a while and I'm, I'm very impressed with um, everything you're doing. And you're right. When we started talking just, just so much about what you're doing really, um, really kind of inspired me and got my brain going. Um, and I think it's really kind of exciting that, that we're getting another perspective here. You're right. I'm not a, a fitness expert or a health expert by any means. I'm just an average Joe. Um, but I'm really excited and happy to kind of be sharing my story and my perspective. So thank you. Yeah. And I think uh, the fact that you're an average Joe might um, be a bit more relatable to people as well, because the people I've been talking to have been pretty focused on health and fitness uh, for a great majority of their lives. And while I know that you do care about your health and fitness, it, it hasn't been something that you've tried to make into a career. It's not something that you've um, dived into head first or anything. So I think right. the listeners will be able to relate to you. So I'm excited to uh, hear what you have to say. Wonderful. Can't wait. All right. So can we just start out by um, getting to know a little bit about you? Sure. Maybe sure. not from birth or anything, but like <laughs> maybe like how you came to know me and maybe go on from there. Yeah, sure. So, so like you said, I'm kind of kind of your average Joe. I'm a working professional. Been uh, out of college now for about uh, 15 years, and um, you know, I've been very closely tied with uh, my alma mater, and that's exactly Teddy. How you and I, I first met is when I um, kind of as a side job uh, took over as the advisor for uh, Enactus, which is a student organization uh, focused on entrepreneurship and uh, different activities to better the communities in which we live, and. Um, you know, I think something that really inspires me about that is I love the mentoring aspect uh, to students and, and colleagues. And I know um, specifically with us, like I've seen you grow tremendously uh, since your sophomore year. Um, and, and part of the reason why this podcast is so exciting is I know fitness has been a very uh, important part of your life and, and just seeing your journey, um, you know, has been inspiring to myself. And, uh, you know, being, being a working professional, I've, um, you know, I've struggled with, with, health issues, fitness issues throughout my entire life. And, um, you know, really over the past four to five years, I'd say I've really kind of gotten more serious about, um, about it and, and learning and educating myself to make positive changes uh, in my life. And uh, just excited to kind of share this with you and your listeners. And you mentioned that you're a working professional. Uh, what do you do for a living? So I work for uh, a major uh, financial institution here in Buffalo. Um, and, you know, I think what's also really interesting about, about, um, about this is, you know, being this uh, millennial, if you will, um, never thinking that you're going to end up at the same company more than a year or two uh, and being there, you know, 12 years later, um, kind of having a traditional office job in air quotes, um, you know, it really, it really is a shock to your system when you leave college. Um, you know, I was very active in college. I was even a D1 swimmer. Um, but by no means like amazing, just just on the team. Um, and then, of course, when you get sitting behind a desk and, and doing kind of the morning commute and the rat race, if you will, uh, you know, everything becomes so much harder. Um, and uh, it's just, um, I think now with the environment we're living in with COVID, it's presented itself, um, pre presented us with a lot of new challenges. Um, and it's it's been a lot more mentally um, of a struggle to get through with fitness and and health 
um, all, all around kind of with where we are today. So yeah, I went from kind of the super active lifestyle to, to behind the desk and um, uh, that's uh, very active in my mind, but not always active physically just because of the job. Mm -hmm. And be besides the physical um, implications of working a desk job, are there any other kind of struggles that you've faced because you do work in an office job that have impacted your health? I think one of the one of the biggest challenges um, is is how you eat, right? You know, depending on where you are in, in your meeting schedules and all this stuff, it can be really challenging to um, to eat uh, on a consistent basis and eat something wholesome or healthy. You, you tend to snack a lot, or you know, for me personally, when I get really stressed or you know I'm running around between meetings and you have like five minutes, if if that, uh, and in that five minutes, you have to find time to breathe. Uh, go to the bathroom and get something in your mouth and you typically will reach for for snack type foods um, and while there's a lot of healthy things you can reach for you know my for me personally uh, chocolate is my kind of weakness and and when i'm stressed out the first thing i go for is is a chocolate bar and of course being in an office uh, we have a lot of folks who their children um, belong to the boy scouts or girl scouts and there's always something being sold um, so it's very easy easy to grab something um, you know when you're feeling stressed out and and it's not a bad thing that that stuff's around, but I think that's one of the biggest challenges I have is um, kind of saying no and avoiding uh, those temptations when when I'm in a stressed out mindset. Have you come up with any kind of habits or tricks that you um, do while in the office to prevent yourself from overindulging in those uh, snacks or desserts that you mentioned? Like yes, it's okay to let yourself have them. And in fact, it's probably a good thing. It probably helps relieve that stress throughout the day. But at some point, you have to have some kind of control if you want to be serious about um, bettering your health. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the hardest things that that we as kind of working human beings go through is sort of the, the balance act. Um, and you know, planning. It, you, it can be really challenging to kind of plan ahead. But I think that's been the most important thing uh, for myself is, is kind of just thinking ahead for my day and, and for the week. And, you know, what are some things that I can have maybe at my desk uh, when I'm in the office, right? Um, being at home, it's, it's sort of, I think, a, a blessing and a curse for a lot of people that you're closer to the refrigerator and the pantry. Um, I think in some ways you could definitely eat a lot healthier. Um, you can maybe make more of a meal, uh, but I think in a lot of other regards, it can be just as challenging because it's easier to snack uh, where when you're in the office, you're away from things, but really planning ahead and, and having, you know, a granola bar or, you know, something in your desk drawer uh, that you can, can reach for when you're having one of those moments. Um, you know, and the other thing, I, and this is a big struggle that I, I still struggle with, but it's being hydrated. Um, you know, so often, you know, I'll look at a log throughout the day, like how much did I drink? And, and really, I'm probably thirsty more than anything else. Um, so one of the other things I do is the moment I start to feel really hungry, my first thing is start drinking, drinking water. Um, and of course, having a good water bottle and that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, there's tips and tricks with that, too. You know, for me, just drinking water. Um, I'm not a huge water fan. Like just drinking water to me is kind of kind of blah. Um, but, you know, there's things like, you know, slice up some lemons and bring them with you. Uh, in the morning and put them into your water or, you know, there's electrolyte powder or things like that that you can add to your, your um, water without, you know, adding calorie, tons of calories and, and making them um, unhealthy, but it'll just taste a little bit better. Uh, so those kind of little tips and tricks, I think, are, are things that I've done and they're, they're easy. 
there's nothing, you know, rocket science behind it and everybody can do something like that. Right. And I think you made the important distinction there between um, thought of like imagined hunger and real hunger, maybe not imagined hunger is the right word, but um, like maybe hunger that you just feel because you're stressed or because you're bored or because you think this is when I normally eat. So I must be hungry now. And I think that as you mentioned, water is a really great tool for uh, figuring out if you are actually hungry. If maybe you were just bored and you're just looking for something to put in your mouth, the water is going to quench that. Um, or maybe you are just dehydrated and you're mis- your body is mistaking that for hunger. But then um, on the flip side of that, if you do have the water and you're still feeling hungry, you shouldn't ignore that. Absolutely. It's all about, you know, mindfulness and and, you know, when you're working and your brain is in 12 different places at once, it can be really hard to um, differentiate those, those signals that your body is giving to your, your brain's giving to your body. And, um, you know, I think, I think what's really important is just to take that one moment and just take a deep breath um, and just kind of calm yourself and just assess, like, what am I really feeling? And you're right. You don't want to deprive yourself. And, you know, if, if there's nothing around and you eat a chocolate bar, that's okay. Um, you know, forgive yourself, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to shame yourself or judge yourself for it. You did that. Um, and that's okay. Um, and I think that's something we, we all kind of struggle with is, you know, there's this um, kind of invisible social uh, judgment that's out there with what we eat. And we think that if we eat something um, like a candy bar or we eat something that, you know, is, is bad, uh, as you read through, you know, mindlessly scrolling through your social media accounts about what you should or should not be doing, um, it's really easy to to judge ourselves and make ourselves feel really bad for what we we may have done throughout the day or not done throughout the day. Um, I think it's really important that we kind of take those moments to give ourselves some loving kindness and and assess it. Um, and if you are really unhappy about a decision you made throughout the day, um, acknowledge it and and try to assess why it happened. Um, and, you know, just make a plan to do better next time. Um, and I think that it's really important we just give ourselves a break um, and, and continue our evolution and our journey um, with this. And I think social judgment was a key thing you said in there. I think that a lot of times that is kind of a um, something that we construct and, and an idea that we construct within ourselves. It's not something that is as prevalent as we think it is. I mean, yes, of course, there are people out there who look at other people and look down on them for being overweight or for um, eating a chocolate bar. But for the most part, for most normal people, like they're just thinking about themselves and what they're doing. And I think, like you said, um, a lot of times we are our, our own biggest critics and we're creating that um, sense of social judgment around us that is in most cases not there. Absolutely. And, you know, I think given this day and age where information abounds, um, I think some of your other guests have said too, like there's so much information out there where like, what do you believe? Like, what do you, how do you move forward? Um, It's kind of like analysis paralysis. And, you know, there's so many fads out there and words and things like paleo, you know, keto, low carb, this carb, low fat, high fat, all this stuff. Like, where do you begin? Um, and, and it can become really overwhelming. And I know that there are certain people who are maybe follow a certain type of diet or certain lifestyle that they, um, you know, they do tend to judge a bit more. And, and I think it's really important just to have that sense of self-awareness about it. 
Um, and just because you know, you're not doing it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. Um, if that's something they follow and they like it and that works for them, wonderful. Um, it doesn't mean it has to work for you. So it's, it's sort of social media, I think, is sort of an interesting um, culture that we're in because it, it can help you so much, um, but it can also really, really harm us. You mentioned fad diets. Um, I think it's important to also um, look at those in like an understanding and more nuanced way than to just be like, to just write those off like, oh, I shouldn't do that um, because it's because people like um, you and I who are talking about not being so strict and forcing yourself to um, restrict yourself are saying that um, those aren't necessarily the best because there is really no best form of dieting or weight loss or way to put on muscle. There might be a best one for you and it's important for you to find that, but I can't say that there is a best diet for everyone. Exactly. exactly. You're absolutely right. There's, there's certain basic you know, scientific tenets that, that hold true for everybody. Right. I know you've talked about calorie deficit and things like that. Like those are those are scientific. Um, you can't really argue with it. But there's so many other things that it's all it's all up to you and it's all individual. Um, you know, and I don't know if it would help a little bit, but I'll, I'll share a bit about my story and kind of what what I did about four years ago and, and kind of what I do today, if that would help at all. Yeah, that'd be great. So, um, you know, maybe about four years ago or so, I, I kind of said, you know what, I really need to start doing something. I don't feel good about myself, and um, but I really didn't know what to do. And, and some of my uh, friends um, belong to, you know, they, they did the gyms. There was, you know, CrossFit, which is still very big. And it's all very intimidating. I don't know what this stuff is. And going to the gym, like, yeah, I did D1 sports in college, but you had a very prescribed workout. And for me, it was all about this intimidation. And I thought it was just the gym and I wouldn't even know where to begin. So um, I ended up joining a boot camp. And um, what I found for myself is I'm a person, um, I'm a very competitive person, um, but I also need structure. And um, I found that I really thrive in that kind of a structured environment where I'm, I'm being pushed to do something that I normally would never um, try to do. Um, and I really enjoyed that and I still enjoy it. But I think over time, I've kind of grown to um, the point of, you know, I'm not there to do anything extreme. Um, I've learned new ways of exercising or new workouts and things like that. But I, I then go my own way. Um, and if I don't want to be adding more weight, uh, because I think I might hurt my shoulder or things like that, I'm not going to do it. Um, but part of that boot camp is it was, there was also a challenge they did. And, uh, it was a six week challenge, um, to, to lose weight. There was no like, you know, set amount. It was really up to you and what your goals were. And, um, you know, in combination, it really was like that reset that I needed in my life, um, to, to get exercise incorporated and, look at everything that I was eating and something that, that I started doing. Um, and I know that when I stop doing this, um, I see a direct correlation with my, my weight goes up and I start to feel, you know, a little bit bad about myself is just that the journaling, um, and really just tracking what you eat because so much of my day would be like mindless eating. Um, and I'd look back and, and someone would ask me, what did you have to eat today? And I would recall three things, but in reality I had 10 things. Um, so, so by going through that process and joining a boot camp, it, it helped me uh, better understand how to um, look at exercise in a new way and not be so intimidated by it. 
it helped me um, kind of reevaluate and learn more about about food. And it helped me um, also understand that we got to take everything with a little grain of salt. Um, and you know, even through the boot camp, following certain certain guidelines, like you are going to see results. Um, and some people might be able to maintain that lifestyle. Um, for example, like never eating bread again for the rest of their life. And um, for me, like, yeah, I learned that I don't have to have the bread so much anymore, but I don't ever want to give it up a hundred percent. That doesn't make me happy. But if I have a short-term goal to me, I know exactly the levers to pull to reach that goal. But I also know when I can incorporate them back into my life um, and know that I can do it in moderation. I think that learning moderation was a really important um, developmental step in my fitness journey. Um, because I was, oh, I can tell you right now, I remember even being in high school, my downfall was Nutella. And if you gave me a jar of Nutella, I could sit there within an hour and I would finish the entire thing. Um, wasn't because I was hungry. Um, yeah, sure. It tastes good. But did I need to eat the whole jar? No, but I would. Um, so learning that, that balance of moderation was super important. Um, and then finally, you know, looking at this in, in holistics and trying to figure out how to incorporate those things that I've learned into my daily life. You know, I can't, you, you watch some of these YouTubers and stuff like that and hey, they're getting paid to work out all the time. They're getting paid to do this. I'm not, you know, I have a day job and I have a family and, and how am I going to balance this? So for me, it was also in finding ways to bring those like the little things um, into my daily life and, and just be comfortable with that. Right. And um, going through your story, um, which I think was really great and valuable to hear, um, you really showed how you can go through your health journey um, a lot of different ways. Um, you did a bunch of different things and um, cut out, but then also reintroduced um, certain things in your exercising and dieting. And I think that's an important thing for people to understand that if you're not happy with where you are, you should be trying things and maybe it works for you and you stick to it for the rest of your life. And great. That's awesome. And like that, that is really awesome. But maybe what you try doesn't work for you and you just decide not to have anything to do with that. Or maybe it kind of works for you and you take little bits from it. Like in the case of your um, six week challenge, you're not going to stick to that kind of lifestyle challenge for the rest of your life but you found that that food journaling as part of that challenge was something that you could take with you and incorporate um in with other methods of improving your health absolutely and 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 one other thing that came out of that too that i think is so important not only for your 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 health journey um but just in life is having an accountability partner so as part of the challenge right you're accountable to not only the in this case the boot camp uh, and the trainers that are there, but um, you know, after that's done, um, having whether whether it's a family member, whether it's a friend, um, sharing uh, this information with them, I think that's the great part about social media. And like we all have, you know, an Apple Watch or a Fitbit, uh, you can share those data elements with with people in your social circle. Um, and I do that still today. You know, someone does a workout, and it's just those little nods of encouragement when you know someone finishes a workout and you give them a thumbs up or or all of a sudden I'll see that someone did a workout and I go oh I haven't done one today um that's you know my competitive nature will come out and I'll say well I want to go and I'm going to beat your workout um but I think having that that level of accountability is super important um because it's really easy I think for for as an individual um I know for myself that I'm not always the best accountability partner to myself 
Um, but if I'm accountable to somebody else, then, then I'm really going to stick to things. Um, and even just talking through it, like we said before, the mindlessness, or I'm really hungry right now. Sometimes just talking through that, um, you can figure out like, okay, you know, I'm not really hungry anymore. Um, another challenge that I'll, I'll talk about is, you know, sometimes I, you're hungry, I'm hungry, but I don't know for what. Uh, you know, and you kind of, I find myself, you know, you're standing in front of the refrigerator, looking around, you're in front of the pantry, and you're, you're just kind of searching the shelves, but nothing's like jumping out at you. Um, and, and sometimes just talking about that with somebody else, you realize, well, I'm not really hungry right now, I'm just bored. Um, or, you know, I'll really think through it saying, you know, I don't have anything, um, quote unquote, healthy to eat around here. So um, this helped me think through a, a shopping list and, you know, go to the store with me and, you know, walk through the, the dials and be mindful about it and say, okay, well, here's some um, snacks that, that you could have around the house for those moments um, that are going to be really helpful. Or maybe, you know, it's even cooking. Um, me personally, I love to cook. I also love to bake. Um, I know if I, which is actually kind of funny, if I bake, I tend not to eat the food a lot myself. I like to bake more for others. Um, but cooking, it's, it's fun. It's exciting. You can try new things, but it can also be hard um, to cook, you know, for just two people, uh, a lot of recipes out there or are for, you know, a family of five or six, but finding something that, that gives you some passion and some excitement. And for me, you know, it's kind of that cooking and, and through the accountability piece, um, you know, it really brings it all together. Yeah. Finding someone or something to keep you account accountable uh, is definitely an awesome tool. Well, I will say that it's not something that you necessarily need to have. In your case, it's a great tool, but um, there may be cases where you may want to be a little bit more independent um, or if maybe you, you have to be independent because maybe um, your wife went on a, a work trip and you're alone at home and you, you don't have that accountability partner present with you. Um, so in cases like that, um, one trick that I've um, picked up recently is to just actually just verbalize whatever you're thinking to yourself. Like maybe actually pretend that the person that has been keeping you accountable is there with you. And I think it has a certain psychological effect of allowing us to better understand um, what we're thinking and look at it from a more logical perspective because um, I think we have a lot of ideas bouncing around inside our heads and a lot of them are critical and if you suppose like you want to eat that cake that's on the counter and you look at it and in your head you're, you might be thinking things like oh I can't eat that it'll make me fat it's got too many calories and I'll be a bad person for eating it but then if you say that out loud to yourself, like I'm sure me just saying all those things out loud right now, people are thinking like, that's crazy. Like, well, why would you think that about just a slice of cake? That's not going to ruin all the progress you've made up to this point. I think verbalizing makes our ideas more real, if, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I think, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff around your intentions, right? Um, and and whether it's it's verbally saying it, whether it's like saying it within your head to yourself, um, it, it really helps. You um, at the beginning uh, referred to yourself as an average Joe, and I'm sure that a number of people listening to this are what would define themselves as average Joes. Um, do you have anything um, that you would want to 
share with people who um, are maybe like you used to be in the past or are like you right now, um, cognizant of your um, health and fitness and working on it, but maybe not quite exactly where you want to be? Yeah. I mean, I think the first thing I would say is just, you know, um, kudos, congratulations to you. Um, the fact that you're even at this, this juncture and the fact that you're listening to this or that you've sought something out, like that's, that's really, um, something to, to, to stop and reflect on, like, like congratulations for that. That's really important. Um, I think the other thing I would say is, you know, just, just always, um, always celebrate. You know, we, we spend so much of our, our, our life through work and everything else. There's, there's just a lot of negativity. Um, and the moment you can kind of shift your mindset a bit and, and focus things on, focus um, on everything you're doing with a little bit more positivity, I think things start to fall into place. Um, the other thing I'll say is, you know, when we listen and we Google and we search and we're, we're kind of like at the beginning of any of these journeys, I think that there can be a lot of... Um, intimidation, uh, especially around associations with, with words like the word fitness, for example. Um, you know, it often is associated with like, you then just mean you go to the gym and you become a gym rat. Um, and, and it's not necessarily the case. Yes, when you do a lot of Googling, there's extremists that are out there. Um, and I think through all of this, what I've learned the most is being an average Joe, if you will, um, is that it all comes down to balance. Um, and whatever you see out there, uh, you know, take it in stride, um, learn from it. Um, but then always, always come back to kind of that, that centering of yourself to figure out, is this what's right for me? Um, and, and looking at it holistically, you know, and find balance. It's not just about the gym. It's not just about the food. You know, it's about, it's about both of those and it's about your mental health. And at the end of the day, it's about acceptance, um, and, and kind of that constant, a state of of reevaluation, but in the sense of um, looking at what's been working and celebrating that, not just oh, I did something bad and let's let's punish myself for that um, or restrict myself because I did something bad. Look at it from a bit of a different angle. Um, and and I guess the final thing I'd say with that is, um, you know, life is, can be really hard, <laughs> uh, especially in the world we're living in right now. It's it's by no means um, easy, and we're all dealing with. Um, challenges, um, some new, um, some existing challenges that have just been exacerbated by, um, you know, having to kind of stay at home. And I think just knowing that you're not alone, right? You're not alone in your journey. Um, you know, it can often seem when you Google that it looks like everybody's got it, God, pardon my French, but everyone's got their shit together and you don't. Um, and, and that's not really true. Um, everybody struggles. Everybody has, has moments of weakness and everybody, um, you know, it's you're not alone. Yeah, I that was an awesome and inspirational message. Uh, thank you. I, I think that um, you really hit on a lot of great things there, um, especially focusing um, on looking at things in a positive lens. Um, focus on the strength that you are showing um, by just thinking about your health, knowing that you want to do better and that you can do better and that you will do better. Um, and even if you do make a mistake, um, knowing that it's not going to hurt you long-term, think about just being consistent with your plan and not allowing yourself to get overwhelmed by one moment of weakness or even a couple moments of weakness is something to be proud of. 
Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. I really appreciate you coming on, Nick. It has been a great conversation. Um, is there anything um, you'd like to end on? Any like little message you'd like to give people? Yeah, I think, you know, just, just some kind of closing too, you know, it's, it's as we all kind of go along this journey and, and we're trying to figure out what we want to do. And this has been a common theme I've heard on some of the other podcasts. It's really figuring out what is your internal why, you know, um, are, are you looking to lose weight for an event? Is it something very specific or are you looking to just improve everything? Um, and, and always going back to that. And you know what? It's okay if that why changes. Um, minded, you know, I think I had a really big life event um, last year where my uh, wife and I were going on um, on a cruise for two weeks to the Panama Canal. So one of my big whys was, is, hey, I'm going on a bathing suit um, and, and, you know, you're on a cruise ship, like you eat a lot of food, like I want to make sure I get in, in good shape. Um, so even though that was, that was my why, um, it really kind of helped um, be the carrot, if you will, um, to, to kind of work for something. Um, and I think if we're just doing it to do it, it we're almost always going to fail. Um, but if we're doing it for a very specific reason, um, even if that reason changes, I think we're all going to be more successful. Definitely. And just keep going. Keep trying. When you mm-hmm. fall off the bike, you get right back on. And, you know, maybe at the end of the day, you don't have to ride a bike. Maybe it's something different. Um, maybe the bike isn't for you. And and just don't give up. Um, it's it's not easy. It's, it's hard. But um, we're, we're all going through it. For sure. Um, Thank you so much for coming on, Nick. It's been a pleasure talking. Absolutely. Thank you, Teddy. Appreciate it. Hey, I wanted to say thank you so much for listening. I've set a goal of helping as many people as I can live happier, healthier lives, even if it is just in the small way that this podcast can provide. If you have found this episode valuable, and if you haven't already, please consider subscribing as well as leaving a rating and review. It helps grow the show, which allows me to reach more people like you. Until next time, be well.